Hey girl, Heather Nelson here. Welcome to Life Conversations with a Twist. I'm so excited to build a community where I inspire and empower women who are going through hard times. I can't wait to share with you women who have unique stories and have overcome hard times in their life. So grab your favorite cocktail, lean in, and let's cheers to empowerment, ladies. Welcome to Life Conversations with a Twist. Um, I'm super excited to have Ponya on. And most of the people who've been on my podcast have been like people that I've met through work. And I actually met you in elementary school. So um, I can say that I've really known you forever. Um, But as we've grown up and grown apart, we still have, you know, stayed in contact with social media. Thank God for social media. And um, just following along with our lives. And um, I can't wait to dive into your story. But do you want to open it up and tell us a little bit about who you are, where you live, all those good things? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Ponya Schmidt. I live in Las Vegas currently. Um, I have two amazing kiddos and I'm a bonus mom to three kids total. Um, I've been remarried now for eight years to a very supportive husband. Um, We actually met in high school when we were 14. So a long time ago, 24 years, 26 years, something like that. Um, But yeah, so now we're married. Um, and he's definitely my rock. He's, he's an amazing husband. Um, I'm, I'm a gaming bartender in Las Vegas. So that's what I do for a living. I'm a bartender. I mean, I love it. It's great to meet new people and just to have re- build relationships with people. Um, you get your regulars that you really get to know and they become friends and family. Like that's truly my biggest support system I've met through bartending. It's crazy how it works out that you don't expect that to be a way to meet friends or to meet your support system, but it really has shown me to be where I've met my true, true supportive friends. I love that. Um, I, I grew up, I went to, or I worked for a restaurant for 11 years. And I think that um, not only like your customers who you connect with, but like the the people that you work with, how um, close <laughs> you become and the people, I love meeting new people. And it's, um, I'm sure you probably have met people from all walks of life and yes, yeah. being able to, you know, experience that. Yeah, no, my coworker, I mean, I, I literally have coworkers that I still talk to that I haven't worked with in years, but they are my support system. I can call them at any time. They'll always be there and vice versa. I'll always be there for them. Um, yeah. So you, you, they become family. Yeah. I love that. So um, the reason why I have you on the podcast today is um, I'm always, I feel like as women, um, we all go through so many different things, right? Like divorce and kids and work and all the things. Um, And everybody has like a unique story and a unique journey. And so when I see people that post things about things that they're going through, I'm like, I'm sure that there's someone else out there that is either has gone through it or going through it. And so that's what really when you um, made the post about bipolar awareness and that that's something that you've been struggling with um, for a few years, um, I was like, yes, I want you on my podcast. I want to hear your story because I think that um, there's a lot of unknown about it. And then I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people could actually learn and relate to it. And so do you want to dive in and uh, kind of tell us you know, your journey through all of that? Yeah, it's definitely been a wild ride. I can say that for sure. Um, Bipolar is something that is super underdiagnosed. Um, And I'll start with that just because when you're, so there's polar opposites when you have bipolar, you have the manic feeling where you're super energetic, you're high, you feel like you're high, you're happy, you feel amazing, you feel totally in tune with your body. Um, There's another side to manic that can lead to anger and rage, but we'll talk about that later, I guess. 
Um, but the two polar opposites. So then you have depression. Most people only seek help when they're depressed, right? So you're having a depressive episode, you go to the doctor, they give you antidepressants, um, and they diagnose you with, you with depression, but they don't see the other side, the manic side to that, because people don't typically seek, seek help when you're feeling great. So it's really underdiagnosed in the sense that it gets misdiagnosed with depression. Um, the problem is when you have bipolar, which I didn't find this out until a couple of years ago, um, when you have bipolar and you take antidepressants, it can send you into mania. And I've always had problems taking antidepressants ever since I was a teenager, I would take it for a week and then I would get, I would start spiraling and I have to stop taking it. What wasn't until about two and a half years ago, I was having a major, a major breakdown in my life. Nothing situational, just mentally. I was breaking down. I was having panic attacks every single day. Um, it was hard to function at work. So I sought the help of a doctor and she said, well, what antidepressants have you been on? And I laughed and I was like, well, pretty much all of them. I've taken all the antidepressants. And she um, was like, well, how come they never worked? And I said, well, they send me into this like weird state of mind. I feel really out of my skin. I feel like I can't function on it. I'm like super out of it and, and not myself. And she's like, have you ever heard or anybody has anybody say to you, you might have bipolar. And I was shocked. I was like, no, I just have depression. Like, no, I don't have bipolar. I have depression. And, um, she said, well, you might want to look into bipolar because my feeling is that's probably what you have. So I went to a psychiatrist and he did a bunch of testing on me and said, you're definitely bipolar. At the time, I was still having um, these panic attacks. Every time I'd go to the doctor's office, I was having panic attacks. I was just, it was a horrible time period. I get home. I'm like, I need to do something about this because life is not functioning at this point. So I sought out actually help at an outpatient hospital um, because I was spiraling and I was spiraling really fast. So I knew that I needed some more serious help. So I reached out to an outpatient therapy hospital. Um, I was too scared to do inpatient, even though I probably could have benefited from it. I was like, I'm not, I'm not this. I'm not going to be the mentally ill person. I'm not going into a hospital, but I'll do outpatient. That's fine. Um, so I did. I did outpatient therapy for eight weeks. It was five days a week. Um, my work was thankfully able to give me the time off. So I was able to attend all the meetings every day. Um, and again, they said, I said, are you sure this is what I have? Do you really think I have bipolar? And so they did another big old test on me. And as I was talking, the doctor interrupted me and she said, stop right there. Don't say another word. And I'm like, okay. She's like, you have extremely pressured speech. She's like, you definitely are have bipolar. So part of bipolar is when you talk, you have really pressured speech. You feel like you have to fill every moment with conversation or with words. You can't stop talking. It's like da, 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 da. your mind is going a million times a minute and you can't stop. So in that moment, I realized, oh my gosh, I think this is real. I, I definitely think I have bipolar. And at that, at that point, were you like, I mean, 
when you have posted, you had talked about like the stigma of bipolar. And I think that, you know, it is a thing that's like very negative in most people's eyes. So I'm sure you're like feeling that too. Like, that's not me. And, you know, like, how were you feeling at that point? And kind of, if you could speak on like, obviously you have family and you have kids, like how that, you know, ha had affected them and the support you got from them. Yeah. So I, I didn't actually fully tell my kids what it is. I just tell them, you know, mommy has good days and mommy has bad days. Um, I kind of put it to them like that because I didn't want to put a label on it for them being so young. Um, I felt like that's something they could understand better. Um, when I first found out, I was definitely resistant. I did not want this diagnosis because you hear all this horrible stuff about it. And it's almost like, people look at you so differently. If you get diagnosed with something like bipolar, you know, like schizophrenia or something. And really I'm a real person and my feelings are real. And what I'm going through is real. Um, and it's not something to just flippantly throw out. I feel like in the, in the universe, like it drives me crazy when people crazy, when people say, you know, the weather is so bipolar today. Or, oh my God, she's acting so bipolar. Or, you know, and it's like, it just definitely diminishes what, how serious this condition is. And that part is, is very frustrating. So I hope that people can understand that this is a real illness. Um, real people go through it. We have celebrities right now that are going through it, that are high profile celebrities. We have moms and doctors and wives. And, you know, there's tons of people that go have bipolar. And um, I just hope that people understand that it's a real this is a real illness and it needs to be managed and treated in the proper way. Do they know, I mean, I'm sure you've done all this research, right? Cause, or you probably were like anybody else, like when you find something out, you're like Googling it and it probably can send you kind of down different rabbit holes, but do they know, like, is it like a hereditary thing? Is it like, is it an environmental thing? Like how does somebody develop in a condition or, you know, kind of like what would be the history behind that? I think it's mostly accepted that it is hereditary. Um, I think it can also be induced by situations or drug use, alcohol abuse. It can be triggered that way. Um, but I think it's widely accepted that it's mostly hereditary. And I can definitely say I, looking back on my entire life, I mean, since I was diagnosed, I have to really take inventory of my life and, and what I've, my personality traits have been. And as a child, I definitely feel like I had it. I just was functioning at a hypomanic level. So when you have bipolar two, it's called hypomania instead of mania. And I was definitely functioning at, at a hypomanic level. Um, then I would get depressed. I'd have my, my down moments and I get depressed. And that's usually when I would seek help. Um, but in the hypomanic level, you're very you're up, you feel great. You're happy. And I, looking back, I remember having people tell me, God, you're so happy. Why are you so happy? And I would just brush it off. Like, I don't know. I'm just so happy. I don't, this is just who I am. It's just how I am. Or they'd say, why are you going on so many vacations? You just got back on one. I, Cause it's fun. This is what I like to do. Um, but looking back, those were definitely, I was in my hypomanic state. 
And so, yeah, you kind of, I just have to accept that and, and realize, and, you know, and we move forward and just to recognize what it is. My husband, now we've talked about it quite a bit. Um, but so he, you know, he's aware of my symptoms as well. And, and so we talk about it when that comes up. Um, he's a really good support in that way. When you say like you go from different states, is it like you're in it for like weeks or days or months or years? Like, you know, like, or is it super random or, you know, or, or is it triggered by something? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. So for me, it seems like when I was younger, it was lasting for years. So I would be in a hypomanic state for years. And that's why I didn't know that anything was abnormal because that's just how I thought that I was. Um, and then I'd get depressed and that would last for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And then I'd go back to a manic state and that it would last for years again. So I, I really thought that that was just my normal functioning level. I didn't think anything was, was off in that respect. Um, but lately it seems to happen more frequently. I don't know if it's medication changes or what's, what that cause of that is, but it seems like it happens like a couple of weeks of depression then a couple of weeks of manic, or maybe only a day or two of manic and then a couple of weeks of depression. I know you said that you take medication is the medication obviously daily just to kind of keep things like at bay. So you're not going in between the different states. Mm -hmm. um, when you do go into like the depression state besides medication, is there anything like you do that kind of helps you get out of it or that you found helpful, maybe not medicine wise, but like exercising or, you know, things like that. The only thing that help has helped me in a depressive state. And I've had to come to terms with it because I know everyone says, um, just get up and exercise. You'll feel better. Go for a walk. You'll feel a lot better. Um, talk to a friend, you know, reach out to your support system. But when you're depressed in this state, I am so extremely isolated. I'm so stuck in my bed that I can't physically possibly mentally think of doing anything else. That is all I can do is lay there. And so that's, it's really hard. It's hard not being able to help yourself in that way. But what I have noticed that helps me is to know that it's totally cyclical, that that feeling when I was younger, I would have a hard time because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get out of this bed. I'm going to be here forever. Like, and then you get more depressed. Um, but what helps me now is to know that that feeling is not going to last forever. I will wake up one day and I'm going to say, oh my gosh, thank God it's behind me. That depressive state is over. Interesting. It's like, um, like people always say, like you go, um, like it's just a, it's, it's just a time. Right. Um, and I kind of, and I wanted to talk to you about, cause you've had children and I know like postpartum comes up a lot for women. Um, and, um, I always say it's just a season like because, you know, you have ups and downs and especially now with like the pandemic and stuff, people have, are, are mentally having problems, you know, kind of navigating things. And it's interesting that you say like it is you just have to tell yourself this is just a season or like this is just mm -hmm. a day or two or whatever it is and that mm -hmm. you will be OK on the other side. Did did this change anything with like postpartum? Did you get postpartum like? I feel like it could, I mean, it's probably obviously not similar, but 
as postpartum, sometimes you like get depressed or you don't feel like you're your mm-hmm. own person and, and you're kind of like an, and you're like out of body. Like, did that ever affect you in a different way? Um, I, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't get really postpartum depression. Um, and I was really, really worried that I was just because of my history with depression. So I, I thought for sure I was going to get postpartum, but it, it was the opposite for me. I was in a hypomanic state. So I was like, it was ridiculous. I was ridiculous. Like looking back, it was so ridiculous. Like, what was I doing? You know, <laughs> like going out all the time, traveling with a couple week old baby, like going on road trips, just so active and, you know, probably not in the most healthiest way, but I thought it was fun. I thought we were having a great time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what, um, do you have like support groups and stuff that you are a part of to kind of like help you be at peace with this and be able to like live your day to day without worrying about it? And what does like um, resources and stuff look like for that? Um, I, well, just before we started the podcast, I was kind of mentioning to you that um, I started listening to a lot of bipolar podcasts and that's been a tremendous help just those last couple of days, um, just realizing that my symptoms are not mine and mine alone, that there's other women out there that share the same symptoms, we're going through the same stuff. Um, but, you know, and I talked to my sister-in-law this morning and she was a huge support and she's like, yeah, you know, I didn't know something was wrong, but I noticed something was off. And so we talked about that and I said, yeah, those were moments when I was having depression or that was a moment where I was manic. And she's like, oh, that makes sense now. I totally get it. So I feel like coming out on social media that I have this really opens the door for me to have a bigger support system. Um, and so my, my, my group isn't as small anymore. I have more people that I can reach out to and talk to. I love that. Do they have support systems for like family, like for your husband and stuff of like how he can deal with it and support you through it? Not that I've heard of. I haven't even, I mean, the mental health honestly, in Las Vegas is not the greatest system. Um, but no, I haven't really heard too much about, about that part of it. I mean, a lot of talking gets done between us. So I'll say, babe, I think I'm going manic. You know, just the other day I had a pretty big manic episode. I'm like, babe, I think I'm manic right now. (laughs) So we just have to kind of talk about it. and, And definitely I think that helps. I'm a busy mama, and the last thing that I want to do is go grocery shopping. So I use Instacart. It's the best app ever. Download the app. You pick what grocery store you want to shop at. I use it a lot for Costco. I pick all the items that I want. You pick the time that you want it delivered, and they show up right to your door. You don't have to go wait in line. You don't have to deal with people at the store. It's super quick and easy. All your items are saved. So each time I go to the store, I can just re-pick all my items and someone goes shopping for me. Instacart has saved me so much time and money. I'm one of those people when I go grocery shopping, I buy more things than I need. Uh, This keeps it limited onto the only things that I need for the week. I highly recommend it. You can actually get a free delivery on your first order of $35 or more. If you click in the show links and go to the link, download the app, put in the code, and you can receive your first delivery on your first $35. I promise you, you will not regret it, and you will never want to go grocery shopping again. So if you're interested in Instacart, take a look at the link. 
Do you have any advice or um, things that you want to say to somebody who might be thinking that they might have this condition or are going through it? Um, like anything that has helped you through kind of, you know, keeping mm -hmm. it away or, you know, accepting it? Yeah, I definitely think seeking um, medical treatment is first and foremost. Um, don't be afraid to talk to your provider and share your feelings um, because they're the ones that are going to be able to help you the the most. Um, bipolar does need to be treated with medication. I believe, I know that there are women or men that go untreated and they do it on their own. Um, but I believe that it, it should be medicated and that, um, that's really something that will make a huge difference in your life. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely medication therapy, um, talking to friends is huge. Yeah. All that stuff. Isn't it interesting that like, I feel like anyone who's gone through like medical things, it's like, we have to like self-diagnose ourselves, right? Like the doctor, it's like, you have to advocate for yourself. Like the doctors aren't mm -hmm. like, this is what you have. And you know, it's like, no, like something's wrong. Like something's not right um, mm -hmm. to me in all, in, in all things uh, medical, mm -hmm. like we have yeah. to for ourselves. Yeah. Nobody's really coming to you and saying, I think you have bipolar, Panya. Yeah. <laughs> I had to have a major breakdown for somebody to be like, mm, I think there's a problem. <laughs> have you done like more research and stuff on it? And like, are you still like learning and educating yourself about it? I'm still learning every day. I'm learning more and more. I'm learning that symptoms that I've had in the past were really bipolar related. And that's crazy to me because I thought I was just nor I thought it was normal, my normal life. Um, so that's been really mind opening is all the research I'm doing is like, oh my gosh, that was the bipolar moment. Oh, that was a bipolar moment. Okay. Now it all makes sense, you know, and it makes sense to my family and my husband now, like, okay, we get it. We get why she was acting that way. Um, and especially I think back to, um, when I was first became a server and people, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, people would say, gosh, you're so happy. Why are you so happy? But in an annoyingly way, it wasn't like a you're so happy. I wish I could be like you. It was like, oh, why are you so happy? And I never could understand like, what is the problem with me being happy? Why is that an issue? But looking back, that was definitely, those were, those were bipolar moments. Oh my gosh. So crazy to like, think back to your life and be like, this is why I was the way I was. And mm -hmm. yeah. Is there anything else that you want to say or add or advice that you want to give to um, someone out there either who's going through it or know someone that's going through it? I would just stay, say, um, you know, definitely keep your support system close to you. Um, don't be afraid to make that phone call. Don't be afraid to call that friend. Um, they're not going to judge you for it. It's just, if you have that, that the true friends that they're, they're not going to judge you for your feelings. Um, and if you don't have a great support system, reach out to your doctor, your provider, um, go to support groups. I know the hospital was a huge support for me. I was surrounded by people like me. Um, we did talk therapy every day. We did art class. Um, and just that really helped to, for me to know that I wasn't alone in this. Um, so I say that, that that's the biggest thing is you don't have to go through this alone. Um, there is help out there. There is treatment options. This does not last forever. It is cyclical and your feelings will change. I love that. 
I want to thank you because I know so many people always like struggle with telling their story or their journey um, through things because they're afraid of like what people might think or, but like, that was why my podcast is the way it is because I'm like, I, we all have gone through it and we're all going through it. So it's like, how mm-hmm. do we support each other? So I appreciate mm-hmm. you opening up and being um, open about your story and sharing this with us. So thank you. Yeah, of course. You're very welcome. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please share this episode on social media and tag me. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share. I can't wait to continue to inspire you all.